Welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski. On this episode, I'm fortunate to have on Reed Blankenship. Reed is a starting defensive back for the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders and is one of the top returning players in the nation as he has had 233 tackles and eight interceptions in his career. Reed, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for reaching out. Starting things off, Reed, you mentioned you've been on campus for a while, but we haven't had a clear idea of the overall standing. Are we going to have football? Are we not? It was a unique offseason, but how have you stayed close to the game of football, your teammates, and training as a whole? Um, what I've been doing is, uh, you know, just trying to stay consistent with my workouts. Uh, during, you know, quarantine, our strength coaches did a great job of reaching out, giving us different uh, workouts to do. I gave us different types of workouts if we didn't have a weight room if we just had body weight stuff they did a you know a great job of using what they had to reach out to us and get us what we needed but uh i've been just trying to stay consistent and uh ever since i came back up here to school in april um i started to hit my treatments and stuff on my leg and then the weight room a little bit harder so i'm i can't wait to if we even if we have a season i can't wait to be out there so Reed, when thinking about your career as a whole, we see the accolades freshman, sophomore year. Thought it was going to be the same throughout your junior year. Fortunately, had, as you mentioned, leg injury ended it after seven games. But during this time off, in what ways do you think that you've seen your game improve on the mental side of things? And just as a whole, in what ways have you seen yourself improve uh, because of it? I think my mental game has gotten a lot tougher, especially when my injury happened. Um, it, when it happened, you know, it just it let me take a step back and just look at what's going on around me. You know, um, just being there for the guys that were, you know, taking my position, you know, that needed help. The younger guys, you know, I did. I tried to do you know, good as a job I could uh, coaching them up. But, uh, you know, just the whole mental part of it, it was tough, but uh, I think it was, it was all for it was all for a reason, you know. God has a plan, and I think that uh, He did that just to make my make me a little bit stronger mentally, so uh, prepare for the future. So, and as a whole, when looking back on what you put on film from that those first seven games and through your career as a whole, going into next season. What are you trying to improve on and show scouts and people in general on your film? What I wanted to improve on the most would be, you know, my man-to-man coverage, uh, being able to come down a lot more fit to run with, you know, more power. Um, and especially, you know, playing center field a lot more, um, just reading the quarterback, trying to cover more ground than, you know, I ever could to make more interceptions. So that's what, I'm going to improve on this offseason. Your teammate, when we think about it in the safety group last year, you had Javante, who's now off to the NFL. We had him on the podcast around this time last year. He mentioned the idea of leadership, leadership, leadership. Now you're taking on that role of being the senior in the defensive backfield. How have you taken on a leadership role during this time period, and how do you hope to take on one during the season? How I took on it right now is uh, you just got to be as positive as you can. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in this world right now that, you know, it's just frustrating. But, you know, there's a lot of 
people that don't realize what goes on in the uh, college locker rooms and college workout rooms and, uh, you know, just being a leader in that, just staying positive, being open to all the guys, being, uh, being understandable. I think that is uh, one of the main parts that I try to do as a leader. And uh, there's a lot more other guys that's uh, following the same thing. They're trying to be more understandable because, um, you know, you just got to be there for all the guys that, you know, sometimes don't understand. And uh, that's what I try to do every day when I see these guys. This Middle Tennessee State football program talking about it's different in the locker room for we don't always realize for college football team so how would you describe the football culture and overall bondness that you guys have we we are a tight group um you know offensive side and defensive side we're very tight you see you know most of these teams their offensive defensive guys are kind of separated but uh we we take pride in coming together, you know, from D-line to DV to offensive line, wherever, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're all, we all try to uh, be together, be friends together. And I think that's what, you know, makes this culture here at NC so, so great. When you talk about how you guys are in unison as a group, not separate offense and defense, how do you think that in your final year, based off your experience, you think that could translate to on-field success where you're competing for a Conference USA championship and making it to a bowl game? If you have a tight-knit group between your offensive and defensive side, that means that you're, you know, you're not going to be uh, faced with a lot of problems. You're, you're going to have confidence. Say the defense goes out there, they're going to get the ball back you know, at a good field position where offense can score. And you're, if you're on the bench, the defense is on the bench, you're going to be uh, having confidence in the offense, knowing that they're going to do their job to put point, points on the board. So um, that's, that's the whole part of us having a tight-knit group, just having trust in each other and uh, doing, doing your job on the field. So, Reed, from an X's and O's standpoint, what do you feel are the few things that you noticed on film that this middle Tennessee state team needs to improve on to get to that point where you guys are conference USA champion for next season? What we usually take pride in on the defensive side is running to the ball. I know we didn't do a real good job of that last year, but uh, we have this idea in the film room saying that if we get an average of seven plus people to the ball, then, the amount of yards that, you know, after if one guy misses, there's going to be another guy right after that. And we just take pride in that. And we just didn't really do a good job of that last year. So we're going to try and do a good job and looking to get more guys to the ball this year. And that can change. That can be a game changer in the, you know, a close game that and turnovers. But, uh, so. You've touched on film a few times and I, think that's uh, a reoccurring theme with defensive players how to break down and understand what the offense is doing how do you think your ability to understand and break down film has changed and even progressed over the course of your collegiate career it's changed a lot you know I came in as a freshman I didn't really know how to play different techniques different coverages but as you know time goes on you start putting stuff into concepts and that's what we usually are taught um, our DC has done a great job of uh, teaching us how to put stuff in concepts. And uh, I just take that to try and put, you know, my mind at a bit, another level, like trying to uh, anticipate stuff. 
And that's what I try to do in the film room, just, you know, have certain questions to ask if, you know, this happens, what can we do to this? So that's, that's how it's changed since, you know, my freshman year. Was there a moment on the field for you, Reed, where you realized or it clicked for you that, oh, what I saw in film this past week, it, it, it's showing up right now, and this is why I was able to make that play? Yes, absolutely. It's one of the prime examples is I was playing against Tennessee State. You know, they they their percentages were hot was high doing uh, this corner route in the end zone. And uh, they lined up in the same formation they shown on film. And uh, uh, pretty much they did the exact same route and they ended up getting an interception off that. So, Reed, different than most guys we see, take a red shirt year. You came in, freshman, were all conference if for, for freshmen that season. Thinking about where you were at that point, what was that transition like coming from high school and then immediately to playing? Were the, was there someone who took you under their wing? Were there coaches who were able to make you help you make that transition? What was that overall experience like for you? You know, coming from high school, you you know, they say like you have you're gonna be able to, you know, have a good chance of starting this and that, but uh I mean, I knew that we had a lot of uh, talent at the DB position, especially, you know, we had seniors, juniors, especially Jamonte Moffitt was one of them that has been there for a while. But uh, when I got on campus, I looked, I looked towards Moffitt, you know, he put, he took me under his wing. He, he taught me the ways he, uh, he led me in the right direction. And, you know, and just when my name was called, I had to be ready. So that's what happened the second game. Even further back with high school, take me through what was the recruiting process like for you? And then how did you eventually end up playing or deciding to choose to play at Middle Tennessee State? I didn't really start getting offers until going into my uh, senior year. So as a summer before my senior year, I didn't really start getting offers till then. I had to pick and choose which, you know, camps I wanted to go to that the people that were interested in me because I didn't want to go to a camp that I would just, you know, waste my day on. But uh, it was hectic. You know, once I, once I get went to these camps, everybody started to notice uh, what I could do and the uh, offers started rolling in. But uh, when MC came, I always had a thing for uh, MC. And uh, when I went up here to visit, uh, everything was great. It felt, it felt different than any other place I visited. Um, it felt like home. It was, I was felt comfortable. And I, I, you know, I, I look for that in, in different uh, places. I try to be as comfortable as I can. And uh, just the coaching staff, they, they really understood who I was as a person, and I could understand them as a person. So I knew that you know, once I got up here, everything would work out great. Getting to play under Coach Rick Stockstill, what's that been like, and how has your relationship developed? We've gotten a lot closer over the over the years. Uh, he he's a great man, and I'm glad I chose to play here. I know that he wouldn't let me down. He would always have my back, and just knowing that, you know, that you could you could play the game how you want to play it, and you you can thrive at the game. So I I'm glad I chose here. He's a great man, and I would I'm I'm glad I get to play for him. So not only on the football field with the future of potentially playing at the next level, but also academically, how do you think 
that Middle Tennessee has prepared you for the future? They prepared me by, you know, putting challenges in front of me, especially the degree I'm I'm going into. Uh, the classes weren't huge. Uh, I, there was probably 20 to 30 people in the class, and, you know, you could raise your hand. You could talk one-on-one. Teachers would, you know, try to be as personal with you as they can. They, they would get to know you. And uh, I just think that building a relationship with somebody else other than the people you see every day would help you, you know, during life, you know, how to talk yourself, how to, you know, approach people. Just, and I, I, I can't, I can't wait to get out into the real world and, you know, hopefully if NFL works out and after that, continue my uh, field and uh, exercise science. So. Are there any certain positions within exercise science that once your football career is over, you have an idea of what you may potentially want to choose? I'm leaning toward uh, physical therapy. You know, I've, I just like the way the relationship is with the, the athletes. And, uh, you know, I just I want to give back to athletes that, you know, they give to us. So. We know that the next goal, NFL, recently Jim Nagy came out and said, you're definitely on the radar, one of the top guys that he's looking at for the Senior Bowl. There's other bowl games, Shrine Bowl, things of that nature. But specifically with someone as high up as Nagy putting that tweet out, how does that give you motivation or made you realize that this is a legit shot and I could be playing at the next level? It makes me realize that, you know, my name's out there and, uh, you know, I'm not going to change. There's no reason to change as a person. You know, I still have a full season in front of me. I still have summer workouts in front of me. So whatever from that tweet, from that tweet to the end of the year, you know, I still got a lot of work to do. So, you know, I mean, obviously it motivates me, but it also it also says that I have a lot of work to do still. And uh, just got to keep my head down, stay humble and, you know, grind during the season. So. Evan Byard, one of the best safeties in the NFL, went through this program. I know you guys didn't necessarily overlap, but how has he motivated you in addition and how playing that same position, the safety role, made you think or understand that, all right, I'm coming into a program that's putting out legit NFL talent? Well, that makes you think like, you know, if he, if Kevin Byer can come out, you know, and do his thing and sign, you know, a big contract and anything, you know, you can do it. You know, it doesn't matter where you're from, what school you go to. If you, if your name is out there and you get noticed, you put in the work that you're going to be, you're going to be able to be something one day. That's what's motivated me to do it. So. Thinking of the futures of this program though, Reed, is there an, underclassman one of the younger guys in the program hasn't gotten the same media attention yet but should be on draft radars pretty soon there should be i have a couple of names in my mind but uh we definitely have some talent around the ball and uh you know i'm excited to see them grow and i can't wait to see what they can do in the future and as a whole we know playing home games are an incredible experience what's a typical game day like for you what's it like playing at your home stadium typical game day it's 
it's a lot more nerve wracking. I would say um, I have a lot of more of my personal fans that will come to watch me. And I just want to, you know, try and give them the best performance I can. But uh, I guess typical game days at home would be a little bit more nerve wracking than away games. Is there an atmosphere, though, because you're playing high level college football away game? There or a s- opposing stadium that you like to play at, whether it be the fans, just the atmosphere as a whole. Is there an opposing stadium that you enjoy going to and playing against? I would say I'm just saying the out of conference right now, and that would be probably Michigan. Michigan was Michigan was really really nice to play at. You know, you're going in there, you're the underdog, obviously, so you have nothing to lose, and uh, it's just the fans bring the energy and you know, I love playing in front of energy. So your sophomore season read, not many guys can say the experiences hundred yard INT against old dominion featured on sports center. What was that like for you at the time? It was great. You know, I was, I was happy. I was able to do something for our team. Um, especially in the position we were in before going in halftime. That was, that was a crucial play, but, uh, you know, just, you know, it was a great feeling that I was able to do that. And, uh, you know, just being on ESPN was obviously good too, but, uh, you know, just stay humble about it. Get my, kept my head down and just, you know, got to keep working. I get a couple of more of those. So. Most definitely they're scouts, GMs, coaches, they're going to see those big time plays on film. They're going to have what they need in that regard but what would you want them to know about who they're getting in yourself as a person in the locker room and as a teammate i would think my personality and the relationships i can you know hold that and commitment you know i'm i'm the type of person enough that's, that's not gonna go behind somebody's back i'm commit when i'm committed i'm committed to something and uh you know i take pride in it and i just think that some guys at the collegiate level don't take as much pride as they should but uh i, I love the game and uh, I think that's what sets me apart from a lot of guys that the love for it. And, uh, you know, I, I go out every Saturday and just lie, lay my body on the line for the guys around me. And uh, that's just what it's all about, I believe. So, When watching NFL film, Reed, are there certain guys who you take pieces of their game and add them to yours or players you feel you play similar to? I would say... I like Harrison Smith and uh, obviously uh, KB, uh, the way KB reads, you know, different formation and how he plays in the middle of the field and attacks the run. You know, I, I, I kind of feel like I, I have some aspects of my game like that, but uh, no, I definitely, I definitely take pieces of, you know, KB's film just to watch and to see how he understands the game and stuff. Hypothetically speaking, if you can be trained by someone currently in the NFL or even a player who's gone through the leagues now retired, who would it be and why? Jamal Adams, because he's a dog and he understands the game and he, I know he does stuff right. And I, I like to be around people that do stuff right. And That's a good choice. And we know a little ways away, but have you thought at all about signing an NFL contract? And what would the first thing you'd want to do with a signing bonus be? I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, thought about that. 
definitely still ways away. So you got some time to think about it. It's one of those things that most guys at this point in time, it's not necessarily on their radar, focused on the season. But for our last question, Reed, for any rising high school football player, based off of your experience through going through the whole entire process, what's the best piece of advice you could give to them? The best pieces of advice I could give them is always stay humble, outwork everybody, and just, you know, show up to the game, love the game. That's what everybody, that's what everybody needs to do is take pride in the game. And, uh, you know, if you do all that, then you'll be a pretty solid player. That was Reed Blankenship with the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders. We really appreciate your time and wishing you best of luck next season. Thank you so much.